This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you will grant me your energy, your strength, <coughs> your unction, and your anointing, and the freedom and the liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to uh, preach your Holy Word tonight and also to teach it uh, in another setting. And Holy Father God, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for the, priv for the privilege. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I thank you for all of my children who have helped in the ministry down through the years and have set me up to continue to preach your Holy Gospel and your Holy Word in my old age. And I praise you and thank you for my youngest three children coming through big time, which is not, uh, which is not what usually happens with the youngest children. But I thank you for giving me your grace to raise them the way I have with your holy word. And Lord, and I just want to say a special thank you for, to you, as I have already said it to them, for doing a fantastic job on yesterday and into the wee hours of the morning and uh, all day today. And I praise you and I thank you that uh, the first two parts of this new series, which came after even almost two weeks of uh, homilies, uh, is up for everybody to hear and to watch. I pray, Lord, that you would open the eyes of those who uh, name the name of Christ, that you would open the eyes of those who are lost and help them to see that they are in a uh, time of great deception. And uh, Lord, I do praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us all and especially those of us who are saved. And Lord, I pray now that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and uh, Holy Father God, receive all glory, praise, and honor to your name. And uh, 
Lord, to your Son's name, Jesus Christ. And I pray that you will grant me your freedom and your liberty, your unction and your anointing and your freedom, uh, of the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word once again. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake and grant me clarity of thought and clarity of speech. Amen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, after reading the Word of God regarding the perilous days, allow me to share some things with you that I have already said in the uh, two messages that make up the series. Tonight is the third message and I just want to reiterate uh, a few things and to uh, share it with you in a different way. As I continue to preach the series Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub part one and part two um, has already been done and is available for you to listen to. Uh, you can go to Gospel Lights or just, uh, Society. Just type in Gospel Light Society podcast, and it will take you uh, to it. Uh, Daniel White the Third podcast, and uh, or you can type in Black Christian News. Uh, bcnn1.com and you can see it there as well. Uh, tonight is part three. Uh, wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, is so huge like a monster most people can't get their head around it. They are only ape <coughs> pardon me they are only able to see one side of it and they unwisely think that that is all there is to wokeism most people do not understand that wokeism is a satanic spirit that descends upon all people not just certain groups it works in and through people who are not saved and in people who may be saved but are not prayed up and in the word as they should be. And we have many people like that. They're saved but they're worldly. They're saved but they don't do what God told them to do. Pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. Uh, meditate on the Word of God. Study the Word of God. God told us to, to do all of that. And God told us to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. If you don't do those things and yet you claim to be a Christian, you're not going to make it. 
And that's why your life is in shambles right now. And you cannot depend upon people praying on you now. Why? Because the love of many has waxed cold. Okay? So you need to pray for yourself. And you need to pray for your family. And you need to pray for other people as well. But if you're not going to do anything else, at least pray for yourself and pray for your own family. Read the Bible yourself. Read it with your family. Meditate on it. Obey it. Apply it to your life. Otherwise, you're not going to make it through this time. The biblical definition, as I see it, uh, is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it is deceiving and being deceived. That's the age you live in. Deceiving people and being deceived by the devil. In other words, wokeism is actually deceptionism. That's a, I don't know if that's even a word, but I made the word up. If it is not a word. Deceptionism. Based upon deception. For example, some people can only see the side the wokeism side of racism and critical race theory. And so they focus on that. And that's all they see. They don't understand that this is a multi-sided monster that is destroying like a tornado. Imagine a monster that has eight tornadoes on either side that's twisting and turning as it march, marches to uh, and destroying society and the foundations of the world uh, all at the same time. Some people can only see the side of socialism, Marxism. Uh, some people can only see the side of the ever-increasing abomination of homosexuality and transgenderism. And so they focus on that. Some people can only see the side of the rise of ultra-feminism and the putting down of men in their roles, cutting them down to size, to little midget men to nothing in the family, in the church, and in society. Most men have been whittled down to no power, no strength, no influence whatsoever, and, and you have women who like it to be so. And so therefore, the truth of the matter is, President Biden is woke, and President Trump is woke. Democrats are woke and Republicans are woke. Liberals are woke and conservatives are woke. Black people are woke and white people are woke. Mainline liberal churches or liberal mainline churches are woke and conservative evangelical Churches are woke. Homosexual people are woke. And straight people are woke. And so on. Warnock is woke. 
and Walker is woke. Uh, both are liars. Okay, and see, in the the fundamental thing about wokeism is deception. It is the mind bending, twisting uh, lies that people tell. When we, if you have common sense, you can plainly see it is wrong. It is deception. Because wokeism, or deceptionism as I call it, is a monster, satanic spirit, unleashed at this time uh, in history, rooted in what Paul prophesied as being a part of the last perilous days, deceiving and being deceived, or as I have dubbed it deceptionism. You can see with your eyes that is not true, and then people are telling you to your face very sincerely that it is true. It's okay for a man to be with a man, a woman to be with a woman. It's okay to say that uh, January 6th was just a little dust-up instead of being an insurrection. An example of this deceptionism on both sides is on the liberal side, a Supreme Court justice saying she cannot define what a woman is and she's a woman herself. That's a lie. She's deceived and she's deceiving others. And yet she still won the, right, won the opportunity to become a Supreme Court justice. But to people who have common sense, that does not make any sense. People who, uh, uh, who are about the truth, they know that that is not true. If you've been a woman for 50-something years and you don't know what a woman is, that's a problem. And disqualifies you to become a judge and a Supreme Court justice at that. And on the same side, others saying that a man can can get pregnant and, and with a straight face. That a man can get pregnant and they, they don't bat an eye, they're not laughing, they're not kidding. It has not been done, but they, they still believe and demand that it be done. That's wokeism, that's deceptionism, according to the Bible. On the conservative side, a former president and even people in Congress downplaying the events of January the 6th, refusing to call it an insurrection and telling people it was just a riot, a little dust-up. Yet people got killed that day. People committed suicide after that. That same president, former President Trump, running for president again, after almost causing his loyal Vice President Pence to be hung because he did the right thing. It is the age of what the Bible dealt with in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. People saying wrong is right, and right is wrong. It is the age of deceptionism. 
And so, by the grace of God, my friends, I am continuing to preach this series. This is the third uh, part, Wokeism, the Blob of Beelzebub, uh, Deceptionism. Don't be scared. If you are saved and you're a child of God, you should not be scared. As the wisest man who ever lived, King Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. God used the Apostle Paul to predict what we call wokeism. The problem is the Judas Laodicean church of today was not ready for it at all. Because the church, many people in the church are not saved. And I would venture to say in most mega churches, 80% 80 of the people are lost and are tares or terrorists. With only hopefully 20% people saved. Many pastors, it has been proven by polls, are not saved. Because they don't believe the gospel themselves. They believe that you can work your way to heaven. They should have never been in the ministry in the first place. And she took the 30 pieces of silver, pardon me, and was devastated by it to the point that over half of the evangelical, Baptist, charismatic, Methodist, Bible, churches, Presbyterian, and what we know as Protestant churches, along with the Pope and the Catholic Church, has fallen away through the satanic power of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, what I call deceptionism. Now, allow me to read in your hearing the Word of God that I have been reading before uh, the homilies that I have preached in conjunction with the devotionals, which was a setup foundational to this series. Jeremiah 6.16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Proverbs twenty two twenty eight Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. In other words, God is calling his people back to what he said. No matter what happens in this world, God wants you to stay in the ship, the old ship of Zion. Don't jump off. Don't go running with woke people, deceived people, be they family members or be they friends or be they members in the church. If it does not line up, it's very simple, people, but very hard for some. If it does not line up with the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God and what Jesus Christ said, don't do it. Evil communications corrupt good manners. That's why so many people are losing 
uh, have messed up lives and then they lose their lives. And I predicted yesterday and I will continue to predict today. You're going to see, continue to see mass numbers of young people blown away. Mass numbers of, of young people dying. And that's happening today. It's been happening for a while. But it's going to be more and more. Why? Because wokeism or deceptionism, when your heart and mind and soul is just filled with fantasy and lies and myths, you have no anchor for your soul. The anchor is Jesus Christ. The anchor is the Holy Spirit of God. The anchor is the Word of God. Even the hymn writer wrote about it. Psalm 11.3 If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? How about that? What can the righteous do, my beloved? And with that, I have some notes from my brother. Dr. Ed Young, I shared some with you on yesterday. I wanted it to be a part of this series, this official series that God gave me. I already included them over the past two weeks before the series started. His series is different from mine but what God will do sometimes is that God may speak to a pastor and then uh, and you can share a few things from that pastor and then God will give you your own series but I want to give honor to where honor is due and and remember some things that Dr. Ed Young shared with us. And he said in one of the sermons regarding the church, the true church of Jesus Christ, acceptance does not mean approval and applause for your behavior. If your behavior, and this is all, all goes back to God's word. If your behavior does not line up with God's word, we still love you. And we will still accept you as a human being. But you will not, you, you, you can't have the same uh, rights and privileges of people who are truly born again and who are obeying Jesus Christ, who is the captain of our ship. Dr. Ed Young said, sadly, very few churches, very few pastors, very few worship leaders are talking about this destructive issue of wokeism. 
And then he shared that you need to solidify your worldview. Now, I know what he's talking about. Most people in this country have no clue. See, and this is the reason why I rebuke pastors in the church about not teaching their... See, you can't... When you have a crisis like we're in right now, and this is what this pastor is doing, and I'm not criticizing him, but he's trying because he's trying to help everybody and, and bring everybody up to where they need to be. But see, this ought to be a class. Worldview. I took a worldview class. So did he. Everybody who went to Bible, an accredited Bible college, everybody who went to an accredited seminary, you have taken some kind of worldview class. And you probably, you probably had to read the book, uh, The World Next Door, something to that effect, to help you understand the different worldviews. I also believe that church history ought to be included. Just teach it, teach it just like the professor taught you, Pastor. Put all of your people through the same courses you went through so that they can know how to deal with these things when they come along. But it's a blessing that he started, he, he, he was dealing with this in this series. You need to change your worldview so that you won't get blown away by every wind of doctrine. He said you need to solidify your worldview because it is being hit hard by something called wokeism. Wokeism, he said, wokeism is anti-gospel and anti-God. Wokeism is against God. It is contrary to the things of God. At every turn, there are some kernels of truth in wokeism, but that's what the devil will do. He'll mix it with a little truth, as he always does. Wokeism is a satanic, seductive, covert, and overt ideology. And then he shared a um, another subordinate definition of being woke. He says someone who is woke is someone who is aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social injustice. Uh, but he says, get them to define the terms and read about people who are proponents of wokeism and what they say and what they do. They don't do that from a biblical Christian standpoint because uh, many of them will use destructive means, not the kind of, uh, not the means of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who followed Jesus Christ. Uh, non-violence. And, um, uh, and they don't forgive. And they practice reductionism because of their pride. They think, they, they're deceived into thinking that they're better than you. 
and they're some of the most wicked, evil, ungodly people on the face of the earth. In fact, they're demon-possessed, most of them. Like any false religion, he said, like any cult, it was unique. They, they have a unique vision, a unique vocabulary, uh, and words, and unique values. They use the principle of moral authority. They say that if you don't uh, accept transgenderism, you don't love people, you are, you, you're a hater of people. You're not a Christian. They use reductionism in every facet of wokeism. He went on to say, Marx is about being envious of other people. Nietzsche is about pride and authoritarianism. And Freud is about sex, pleasure, and your sexual orientation, as they call it. Sexual orientation, they kind of get that from Freud, because he talked about uh, foolishness, about how you handle certain things uh, in your very, very young years, it will determine how you turn out and all that kind of foolishness. Um, wokeism is against God and he says that what Christians need to do, born again ones, to ward this off, to fight this off, is to adopt a God-centric worldview. There's only one worldview, and that is Jesus Christ. And then in these things that, that I'm sharing with you from Dr. Ed Young, they need to be said. Dr. Ed Young Jr. now. And God dropped this into his spirit. Now, he's a fun-loving pastor and... Uh, and he, uh, you know, he's a very likable person and he does not want to say anything that's going to make people not like him. He admitted that he was insecure that way, as most pastors are. But God laid this burden on his heart. And I told T.D. Jakes, Dr. T.D. Jakes, Dr. Greer, uh, Dr. Osteen, Osteen, they need to get with their fun-loving friend. You know? They need to have a powwow. Because God did not give them this. And he's already done the hard work, the blade work. And they need to get what he's got. And, and maybe God will give them their own series. But, uh, you know, um, more than likely, as I told them, you're not going to do this on your own. God gave this to this man. He's been through some difficult times and God has um, been with him and, and, and he has been with God, rather. 
and uh, in a special way. And for him to come out as a pastor, a fun-loving pastor, uh, a life-of-the-party type pastor, to come out with this, which could cause him to lose eventually a quarter of his church or half of his church and lose his preacher friends and everything else. But he's at a stage in his life that that doesn't matter now. He said, wokeism is neo-paganism. See, he's dealing with some aspects of it that I'm not really dealing with. That's why I'm sharing it with you. You need to understand this academic side of it as well. Mine is straight from a biblical standpoint. And his is too. But he, he's bringing in some other things that you need to know about. Because some of you people, even if you're saved, you don't believe anything, you don't accept anything unless you start seeing some secular facts or some secular ideas to go along with it. And so he's aware of that. And then he said, wokeism is about being a victim. Wokeism is about being a victim. I found it interesting the other night when President Trump made his announcement, he said it several times, I am a victim. When he used to be against people saying that they are victims. That's wokeism. What I call deceptionism. And so ladies and gentlemen, Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Let's deal with that one verse right now for a little while. Let's deal with that one verse for a little while. Perilous times shall come. Now we have seen uh, aspects uh, throughout our recent years of perilous times. Uh, but perilous times uh, in earnest are upon us now for sure. I have read this passage with great interest down through the years, and it is a pas passage that has stuck with me. But I have never seen it like this before. Perilous times mean that discernment matters. If you don't have discernment, and most pastors don't, they just don't. I'm not picking on pastors, but most do not. I honor those pastors and promote those pastors who do because people need to hear from pastors, not only a prophet, because mine is going to, mine is going, my, my preaching is going to be uh, very different from a pastor's. And so they need to hear it from a loving pastor who has discernment, a man who knows the times and when things shift and a scholarly person as well. 
like Dr. Ed Young Jr., like Dr. Tony Evans and others. A few others. It's not many. It's not many. See, if a person, uh, a pastor knows the times uh, and he's rooted in the word, he, he can help a lot of people. That's why I want T.D. Jakes to deal with it, if he's willing. Joel Osteen, Gria. Uh, I know people doubt their salvation and all of that, and I believe these men are saved. I do. And, they, and God has given them uh, a platform. I said God gave them a platform, and I want them to use that platform for good, not just to make money or to be famous. And so uh, we, we need pastors to rise up. Dr. Ed Young has, uh, he has done that. Uh, and what I have found out about pastors, pastors are more uh, studi studious, is that the word? They're more, uh, you know, they're equipped to be more detailed in their study of the word, which is a very beautiful thing. And some people, some of them get all caught up and want to argue with everybody about stuff. We don't need that. We need for you to deal with this to help people who don't know, see. And one of the things that I have dealt with over the years in preaching every day is, and, and what gets me upset about pastors sometimes, because they don't understand by not preaching the word boldly and courageously, they have hurt many, many thousands and millions of people. They don't, and they don't even want to admit it. They don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to apologize for it. And now we have thousands and millions of people, men working in the coal mine, men working out in concrete and building highways and building buildings. They got to now leave their job and go to the school board to try to save their daughter from being raped by a boy dressed in a dress in the bathroom, in the girl's bathroom, see? You know whose fault that is? That's the pastor's fault. The pastor's uh, sitting back receiving their fat checks and uh, their fat... Uh, uh, housing allowance and all of that, trying to stay buddy-buddy with the politicians, some even on the school board, allowing homosexual, lesbian books from the cradle to the grave, into the library, into the curriculum, teaching your children, not mine, teaching your children about anal sex, oral sex, homosexuality, it's okay for girls to be together and all that. And that's just one aspect of wokeism. But, but, this, but, but see, we're dealing with the results of it now. And we're dealing with the aftermath of some of it. And I have told evangelical pastors, you need to man up and become a prophet at least for an hour. And write a tweet and say something in a podcast. Say something verbally out loud to everybody and tell President Trump not to run. Because he can't save this country. He had a chance to do so. 
But they never, for four years, I told them, you need to focus on the issue of homosexuality. You need to stop that. If you don't stop that, everything is going down. And that's exactly what's happening. Because that's a red line with God. People talk about red lines. That's a red line with God. We're living in perilous times. Perilous times in the last days. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. In the last days, perilous times will come. The word translated perilous has the idea of troubles, difficulty, and stressful situations. This sort of atmosphere will mark the last days. And we're in the last days, people. Because we, we have never seen it like this before. The word was used in classical Greek, both of dangerous, dangerous wild beasts, wild animals. I call wokeism the blob of Beelzebub. It's a monster. And of the raging sea. It is a demon spirit, like a blob, it seeps in. If you see so you can get away from Godzilla, you can get away from King Kong, but you can't get away from the blob. Because the blob can ooze into your window, underneath your foundation and cracks and everything and come and choke you to death. And that's what the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism is doing, deceptionism is doing. It is a demonic spirit. There's no need for you to get mad at anybody. Dealing with flesh and blood. Some people don't even know they have been impacted by it. They don't even know what it is. You don't need to get mad. Just pray for people. And, 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 and you teach the word and preach the word. That's what you need to do. Because that will help them. Prayer, the word of God, will help them. That's the only solution. And the majority—I hate to say this—but the majority of people in the church and out of the church are going to go down. See you. See that's why I hate you. You're so negative. I'm just telling you what is what is happening and what's going to happen. Many are going to go down because they're ignorant. They don't even know what is going on. And many churches are led by pastors who don't know what's going on. The blind leading the blind into the ditch. And most of the church is in the ditch. And many of them now are in hell. And 80% are going to hell. Most people are going down. I mean, the Bible bears that out. Okay? You remember the straight and narrow way? If you're not on the straight and narrow narrow way, uh, your ending is not going to be good. If you're on the broad way, with everybody else, it's going to end badly. So, you need to understand that. We're living in perilous times, and if God-called preachers don't stand up and stop taking uh, uh, taking the people's money and using it for pleasure, and we're going to deal with that later, in luxury, 
millions are going to be lost. And the blood will drip from their fingers before God in judgment. His only other New Testament occurrence is in the story of the Gadarene demoniacs who were as savage and untamed as wild beasts. And there are people like that today. You have family members that way. You don't want to admit it because you're a sweet evangelical. Oh, my family? No, no. And they're wild beasts. They're wild animals. They're demon-possessed. Some of you parents, you have children that way. They have become that way recently. And, and, and let me help you. I kind of touched on this last night. I have to say it again tonight because Thanksgiving is coming up. And uh, you want a warm and cuddly Thanksgiving like you used to have. Uh, you can go ahead on and forget about that. Okay, Some, very few... Christian families will be able to do that. Um, uh, and, and people are going to still have Thanksgiving. And they're going to be woke Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Or Thanksgiving for the people. Now, because birds of a feather flock together. It is a spirit. And people can identify that spirit. And they don't mind hooking up with people who agree with them about wokeism or deceptionism, and uh, all of that foolishness. If your family is true blue Christian, and they love God, and they love Jesus, and if you gather together, you're going to talk about God and Jesus, and rejoice, and be thankful for what God has done for your family and with your family, then that will be a beautiful thing. But I want you to understand, for many families, those days are gone. The demonic spirit of wokeism has divided your family, has divided your church, and has removed over 50% of your church members. You can force it, and you can fake it. You can manufacture something all you want to. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're living in perilous times. Perilous times wild beasts, and whom Matthew describes as so fierce. That, that you're going to see that word fierce again. People are fierce. And see, this is the reason why I have told you people, as you travel around the city, you go to work and go back home, you, you need to chill out. Put some calming music down. And because I'm here to tell you, you're going to be put in a situation where somebody is going to uh, do some road rage on you, and you better let them go. You see somebody trying, they're in a rush, they come up on you real fast, let, you move over and let them go. Two men got into an um, altercation. This past week, they were all in line to get coffee, of all things. And he, one guy, one guy got out of the car and said, You jumped. You jumped in front of all of us. And he cussed and swore like a bear, a wild beast. And, 
And, and, and the other guy said, your mother, you know, you know when people say your mother, they're trying to start a fight. And all of that. And grown, grown men, grown white men out there arguing over who's going to get some coffee first. Both acting like children. But see, what I'm telling you is, don't get out of your car and say anything like that to anybody today. Because they're very fierce. People are very fierce. Even if you're trying to avoid mess, they're, they're going to come after you. The devil's going to come after you. So don't get out of your car talking about you need to you stop jumping and, and you need to go ahead on and move on up and move on out or whatever. Leave it alone. People have ended up dead over a cup of coffee. Over nothing. In these perilous times. They're described as so fierce. That no one. These demoniacs could pass that way. Do you have some family members. No matter what you. Ask them. If you ask them about the weather. That's chill. Chill. If you ask them about the weather. They'll cuss you out. You ask them any question, oftentimes they're doing evil, so you can hardly ask them anything uh, because they, they're guilty about the evil they're doing. And so, and they're very fierce and very extremely private, don't want to uh, answer anything, don't want to say anything about anything. They hide the evil they do, and they fiercely defend it. Okay, and so ladies and gentlemen, I have so much more to say tonight. Allow me to show you an example uh, from my own extended family. And, uh, and then we'll close. This article, this is a long article that I wrote some few weeks ago. Um about my own extended family. It's really not about my children other than protecting them from woke devilish people in the family and woke devilish pastors and pastor's wives uh, who demonically want to see them destroyed. My, uh, and all of my children are grown. They can defend themselves. They know the word. But uh, there's some monsters that you got to deal with yourself. And I told them, yes, my children are grown. That's the American way. When, when, when people want to mess your children's life up, uh, they go to the American way. Well, they're 18. They, they can do what they want. They can say what they want. They go, da, da, da. That's fine. I said, but I'm grown too. I said, I'm grown too. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to say what I want to say. And the more you, and if you want to take it further, we can go further. I've held back a whole lot. And uh, so, but I'm going to be transparent about it and open about it. Because we're not going to do this in a corner. If you want to bring up something and, and try to harm my children, then, then we're going to bring it out into the street for everybody to see. Because, and the reason why I'm doing it, 
primarily is uh, because uh, uh, it is an effort and an attempt to help other people who I know are going through the same thing and they don't know why. The devil is behind all of this. There's no need to get mad at your extended family who are woke or your extended or your church family that is woke and full of hell and the devil and trying to turn uh, the word of God around and make it say what it does not say. You don't have to get mad or angry about it, but you better confront it and deal with it in hopes that you can save some soul, that somebody might be able to see it and, 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 and not be deceived and go off and ruin their lives with nothing but sadness and misery and miserableness and uh, mad as the devil, cussing folks out, sad, depressed, defeated in bondage to sin that they never thought they would ever be in. And then eventually, it's all going to come tumbling down. You, you need to understand that now, people. Eventually, wokeism, deceptionism, it is built on a lie, and it's going to all come tumbling down on your head, and the people who got you into it, they're going to leave you when it's time for them to help you, they're going to leave you because they're deceived as well and it's all going to come tumbling down and you're going to lose everything. If you turn against God and go woke, you're going to go broke. Not only financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. This is why, this is why I keep telling you, uh, many people are dying behind this wokeism foolishness. And many people are committing suicide. Many people who never ever thought about suicide, they're contemplating it now. That's what wokeism and deceptionism will do to your soul, your spirit, and your mind. You need to get out of it if you can, as quickly as you can. And get back to God. Get back to Jesus Christ. Get back to the Bible. Get back to prayer. If you don't pray, you, you, you have no chance to escape this. You don't read the Bible and do what the Bible says, you have no chance to escape this. So this is just a peek into my extended family in the woke, the demonic woke spirit in some of my extended family members and uh, pastors and pastors' wives that I'm dealing with. Uh, all of them cannot stand my preaching, period. Not They really can't stand this and have even tried to influence uh, people uh, who helped me to not even put these sermons up. Uh, but they, they couldn't stand my preaching for the past seven years, almost seven years. They can't stand. That's the main thing they wanted to stop me from doing. And if I stop preaching, they... they they still will not be happy with me because of all that I have preached. And so this article is not about some kind of personality conflict in the family. 
that is flesh and blood foolishness, which I do not engage in. I'm talking about me, I. Regarding family life, this is the passage I live by. The reason why my wife, who is with me tonight, helping me tonight, I'm not saying she wants to help me, but she is here helping me tonight, and she helps me every day. Uh, and I thank the Lord for that. But the reason why we're still married after 34 years, going on 35 in a few days, is because this is what I have practiced. She has not practiced it, but I have practiced it. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood. In other words, Christian, you've got to see this for what it is. It's not just my family, extended family. They're lost. They're blinded by the devil. They don't even know what they're doing. This is why Jesus Christ said, God forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, you see, then now some of the woke people say, well, if you're going to forgive them and, and so forth and all of that, uh, then uh, why can't you fellowship with them? Forgiveness and fellowship are two different things. See, uh, all of my uh, nuclear family, my uh, family, my wife and children know, I love peace. I, I, I've enjoyed peace ever since I've been saved. I enjoy peace and quiet so much so I don't even want to hear a phone ring. He said, well, don't you want to hear from people and talk to you? No, not really. I don't want to hear a phone ring. I love peace, and I love quietness. But when I speak, as, as David said, uh, they are for war. See, uh, I'm for peace, like David said. But when I speak, they are for war. It's not a matter of them taking it the wrong way. Uh, they don't like it, period. And there are some people, not only in my family, but in so-called evangelical churches, in the homosexual community, in the transgender community, in the Black Lives Matter community. See, you've been deceived regarding Black Lives Matter. It was a Trojan horse to bring in transgenderism. You were blinded to the fact that when they were holding up signs for Black Lives Matter, they were holding up signs for transgenderism as well. You were deceived. You were had. You were bamboozled. And you have now run amok. See, they fooled you. All you black folks and white folks out there marching, they fooled you. And they took your money and ran and bought mansions off of you out there marching. Okay? They didn't care about black folks. They cared about themselves. And they cared about homosexuality. And transgenderism. And, 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 and lesbianism. The organization is led by lesbians. See? Wokeism is about deception. The world calls it wokeism. I call it deceptionism. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places.
Okay? And so I'm going to have peace in my home. I don't want anybody visiting me on Thanksgiving who wants to raise hell from their demonic woke spirit. And I would encourage you parents and grandparents and children not to be involved in a situation like that. If you're saved and born again, or there might be one trying to force it and trying to push it uh, because they have some sugar in their tank. But those of you who are truly born again and saved, buddy, it's going to be a torture to your soul. You're going to have to grin and bear it because these people are full of hell and the devil. It doesn't matter whether or not they're family. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you, beloved, things are not going to be like they used to be. You can try to fake it and phony it like the people are doing on TV to get your money. Uh, Hollywood people and sports figures, they're making millions off of you and your bored, pitiful life. They know all you're going to do is sit there and watch them. They're making millions. They're making more movies now than ever because they have to entertain your pitiful, bored, woke life of nothingness. You're not pursuing anything as you should. See? So, uh, don't get caught up in flesh and blood. It, it is the blob of Beelzebub. Bob, the devil is behind it. However, just because you know the devil is behind it does not mean you need to fellowship with these people. And that means you may, uh, you may lose family members. You need to prepare yourself for that. Jesus tried to prepare you for it. Family members, embrace those family members who love you and respect you and think that the woke devils are wrong and they don't want to be a part of it. If they want to come and, they, and, and give God praise with you and, and be thankful, that's great. But everybody, you don't need to have everybody there just because you're family. To hell with that. I've tried to tell you people uh, down through the years that family is not everything. That's a deception. It's deceptionism. Wokeism. God is everything. As soon as you start talking stupid like that, saying family is everything, then uh, uh, God will begin to peel away your family, allowing them to die. Okay, so what now? Family is everything? They're dead. How about that? Now, I'm everything. I'm still alive. Jesus is still alive. God is still alive. The Holy Spirit is still alive in you. The Word of God is still alive. That's, that's, that's the main thing you need to be focusing on. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. If you're mad about my saying that, you're probably not saved. You're not going to, call, you're not going to uh, change my mind about that. When Jesus went as far as to say, if you love family members more than me, you're not worthy of me. I gave you the family members. I created the family members through you, through sex, which I created. You're going to love them more than you love me? You're going to go with them in their evil ways against me? See, that's why, see, the Bible teaches, God's word teaches, 
that Christian people, godly people, saved people who follow God need to separate from evil, wicked, ungodly people, be they family or not, black, white, red, or yellow or not. Otherwise, two cannot walk together, the scripture says, unless they be agreed. It's going to, in your, in, uh, what happens is the Christian soul gets corrupted. They never, in most cases, they never went over the corrupted soul already. The good communication that you're supposed to bring normally does not win them over. The evil communication uh, and them telling you evil stuff like, girl, you better go ahead on and get that penis. Girl, don't be listening to your father. Girl, look at that man. Uh, it don't matter uh, whether he's divorced or not. Go ahead on and, and, and get that man. How's the sex? Huh? That's what, that's what your evil aunts are going to tell you. Your evil grandmothers are going to tell you. Uh, go ahead and get that man and get that money, girl. And you're going to have a life of misery and anger and bitterness and madness and foolishness. That's what your uncle's going to tell you. It's all right to love a boy and love a, a girl, too, and be bisexual. I've been bisexual all of my life, man. Go ahead, man, and, and you, if you got a little sugar in your tank, go ahead and express it. Come on out the closet, man. And uh, it's all right. I'm your uncle. If I did it, look at me. I'm successful, man, and everything. And uh, you can be that way, too. Be a little homosexual, be a little uh, bisexual, and, uh, you know, nobody will know. I've been on the down low for years. That's what your uncle's going to tell you. That's what your woke uncle's going to tell you. And before you know you corrupt. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you, you can try to make it like you want it to be. Uh, and uh, like it, you imagine it to be or you uh, used to have it. But going forward, uh, I don't believe that's uh, going to be the case for many people. Especially if you are saved and love Jesus. You're going to have the attitude of really now. If you're going to be, if you're going to be, a, you don't agree with me about the Bible, and the Word of God, and about God and Jesus Christ, and you want to try to bring in some uh, newfound, newfangled foolishness, it's better for you not to come, and it's better for me not to go. Birds of a feather, a feather ought to flock together, and I'm not flocking with you. So go on, do your thing, and I'll do mine. And don't bother me trying to force it, trying to create a problem, see, because that's the demonic, satanic spirit you have in you, you woke people. You, you want to create a conflict. You're full of corruption and conflict, and you want to keep on uh, uh, creating a problem and trying to force your point. You, uh, somebody saying no to you as their answer is not enough. You want to 
use your uh, moral authority over them. You want to use your reductionism on them and try to demand that uh, every family member bows to you. That's why you hate people like me. Because I'm not going to bow to you. And I'm not scared of you. And I'm telling you, leave my children alone, leave me alone, leave my wife alone. And you go ahead on to the hellaciousness you want to do. I've already witnessed to you, already told you about Jesus. I don't want to sit down and talk to you. See, God has given me, given me wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight. You know what that means? That means that God will tell me what to do and what not to do as I acknowledge him in all of my ways and he saves me thousands of hours and hundreds of days of wasting my time trying to deal with stuff that you want to talk about and deal with. I don't even want to entertain it. See, And this is what I'm trying to get other Christians to do. If you, for example... You have you against the woke foolishness, the deceptionism foolishness of homosexuality. Let me help you, parents who are uh, 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 concerned how you're going to handle Thanksgiving, and you got a son who is a homosexual. You don't invite him. Did you hear me? He's my baby. He's my son. And, and he wants to bring his uh, significant other man with him to the turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. You can't give Thanksgiving with homosexuals all around the table. God's not going to hear that. No, you have to put your foot down and say, no, y'all have your own Thanksgiving. You got uh, a daughter who's a lesb- lesbian. I was going to say lesbo, but God caught me. Uh, Lesbian is bad enough. And she's got a girlfriend that dominates her and tells her what to do. And, and it probably be her, kind of like her boyfriend or husband or something. And you, you got wind of it. And you know about it. And, and they have already told you, here's my significant other. I want to bring them to, to Thanksgiving dinner this year. You say, no, you can't do that. I still love you, and I'm praying for you. But you, you're going to have, and you're going to have to ask God to give you the grace and strength to deal with that pain, because it's one, it's a pain that she's doing that, or he's doing that. That's one pain, and then it's going to be a double pain if you let them come to your house and bring the devil up in your house like that. And uh, the children, who, if they're your children or grandchildren or whatever, they're going to see the disgust on your face and in your spirit. They don't need to go through it either. Go ahead on with some homosexuals and have whatever you call it. Okay? Don't, don't bring that into your, your Christian home where you, you've been uh, praising God and giving God thanks for years. Because all is going to be them trying to convince you, even though you don't say anything. Here's what you're going to hear around the table. Well, I know how you are about that. <laughs> and uh, I know <laughs> why put up with that foolishness. 
I know how you are already. Uh, uh. Daddy, you used to smile at the Thanksgiving day. Why are you not smiling today? They're, they're going to bring it up. They're going to push the point. That's the kind of demonic, satanic spirit they have in them from wokeism and deceptionism. They're deceived. They're trying to deceive you that this is all right. I'm not telling people this for the first time. A, a, a prominent white pastor allowed his son and his friend to come, and he and then he bragged on his son for preaching agreement. That's wishful thinking. You're deceived. You're being deceived. Your son is already deceived and a liar, and you have been deceived by your gay homosexual son. And didn't you want to send out a tweet? And somebody found the tweet, got the tweet. And, uh, and so forth. And I just told the man straight up in the public writing. So a very prominent white pastor. He did what I, I told him to do. First of all, uh, you get your son and his boyfriend out of your house. Number two, get them out of the church. He, does, she should, he should not be preaching in your church. You know that. And since you're a prominent pastor, you don't need to be teaching. But this foolishness is going on in your family because you love your son more than you love God. You don't need to be. You don't need to be the pastor of that church, and you don't need. You certainly don't need to be the professor at one of the prominent seminaries. So you need to resign that. And your son, who is a gifted writer, I give him that. Who is a homosexual. Uh, he's on on an editorial board of a prominent publication. You didn't tell us anything about your son being a homosexual. You need to tell the whole world. Well, the whole world knows, knows now. And he should resign as well. But it's a liberal publication. So they probably won't let him stay. The devil is a lie. But here you are putting yourself through all of these lies and deception. And when are Christians going to stand up for Jesus? Now you, you've been preaching against this for years. Now here you are being used by the devil. You deceive you. Pardon me, you deceived yourself by your son and his homosexual friend and friends. And then you are trying to deceive others in the evangelical church, which you're very probably in. You used to be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. You know better than this. And, I, and what is sad is that if I had not said anything, he would still be teaching in a prominent seminary over thousands of other pastors. That's so, so sad. Okay. When, when are Bible-believing Christians going to stand up? Is the answer never? Well, I have to go. Let me just finish reading this short portion. This matter is far bigger than our family. Let me repeat that. This matter is far bigger than our family. Uh, and so I am going to share some verses with you throughout this article pointing out the real problem. The truth of the matter is we have people in our family, not many, thank God, only about a couple, on both sides, one on my side is is adopted. And you know what? Uh, 
the field he chose to go into and getting a prominent degree in. Now, let me just, to, to, be, to be fair, he was that way last time I saw him. His father and his mother pointed it out to me and they had questions about it. It's not, it's not their natural child. But uh, he's getting a prominent degree. If he still has those tendencies, he's going to be woke as the devil. I hope he doesn't. And I hope he goes on and Evidently, he's a very smart young man. Uh, I hope he goes on to stand for God. I mean, he's in an Ivy League seminary, which I, he didn't go to a conservative one, so uh, he, 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 he went to a liberal one. That, that they, they, they affirmed that foolishness of homosexuality and homosexual marriage and transgenderism, and they got teacher professors who are that way. So, it's one thing to be smart and, and another thing to be a smart devil. There's some people who are smart devils, but they're not smarter than God and they're not smarter than the Bible. Okay, so, um, this is a problem. And this is just a facet of the blob of uh, Beelzebub, wokeism. And some people get caught, they... they as I told you earlier, they can't get their head around this monster. So they, so what has happened, many pastors who are ignorant of what's going on and blind, they, they, they just focus on one little aspect. You got some of the white pastors who focus on racism, black pastors who focus on racism, and they deal with that. And I've gotten on these pastors about that. That's a small little problem in this day and time. People, but see, it makes you feel like you're doing something when you focus on just racism. It's so disgusting. Are we talking? Are we still going to be talking about race, huh? The fact of that is, Dr. Tony Evans has dealt with that. I believe he he was the one, the mantle fell on to carry on that issue, uh, and the most equipped to do so. Carry on. Dealing with it biblically. And I hope he never has to write another book. Because he's already said what needs to be said. And my solution is. If you, if you are a racist. If you hate somebody because of their skin color. You're lost. And you're on your way to. A devil's hell. And so I don't even fellowship with you. This is not something uh, that saved people have a problem with, born-again folks. It makes no difference what your background. When you get saved, you're not going to be hating other people, other, I mean, God's creation. And so I believe all of those people, white folk and black folk, who hated each other and all of that, and called everybody a, 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 everything but a child of God, they were lost. Once you get saved, you're going to become a new creature, man. Racism is not a problem anymore. Not for Christians. For the world, yes. But we can't. There's nothing we can do about that but pray for people to get saved. See? And that's where we have failed. 
Pray, pray for people to get saved and witness to them. That's where we have failed in the church, and that's why the church is in the mess it is in today. That's why the country is in the mess it is in today. Because pastors and preachers and people in the pews have failed God, have failed Jesus, have failed the Word of God, and have failed families, churches, and this nation, and the world. And the blood is dripping from the fingers of the church in God's sight. This is the this is a Judas church we have on our hands and the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world that has been deceived by the devil and devilish people. And there's no need for you to hate anybody. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at yourself for being so so uh, easily deceived by this foolishness. So our family who knowingly or unknowingly have bought into the satanic spirit of wokeism which supports homosexuality which of course includes lesbianism and transgenderism they, and they're they behind all of that. They may not be all of that, but they're behind it. They are for it. And, and they think that you're evil and wrong if you don't back it with them. See, that's why they want to constantly fight you and constantly hate you and try to stop you from preaching and teaching the word. See. It also supports feminism to the point of wanting to tear down men from their God-given leadership roles in the family, in the church, and in the world, and has destroyed the lives of many individuals, many families, many churches, and many communities already, and is still doing so, and will continue to do so, until God's preachers step up and rebuke it in their families, in their churches, and in the world. And my beloved, I'm going to cut it off there. And if you're with us tonight, and you're caught up in the woke spirit, or you've been deceived by it, you never wanted to get into it, but you've been around certain kind of people who have got you into it, and you have seen the foolishness of it, how that it doesn't even make common sense. And you want to get out and follow God and follow Jesus Christ and obey Jesus Christ and live the good life of serving the Lord. Uh, you can do that. Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is against wokeism. He is against deceptionism. Ism. 
deceptionism and lies and dishonesty and things that are not true. And uh, he will save you and he will change you. He will change your life and he will bless your life. Jesus uh, is the only way out of the uh, perverted, perilous days in which we live. And the only way to heaven and the only way to avoid hell. For he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So, dear friend, believe in him. Understand with me that you are a sinner. The Bible says we are all sinners. And uh, you know that because you have said at one time or another, nobody's perfect, haven't you? Well, that means you're not perfect either. And I'm not perfect. The Bible also says the wages of sin is death. That means that we're going to die because of our sins, our transgressions, our trespasses, our evil ways, our, uh, the sins of lying, the sins of stealing, the sins of lusting and coveting after what other people have, the sins of dishonoring parents, disobeying parents, hating parents, and dishonoring God who has, uh, by taking his uh, name in vain, and all other sins. That's why we die, because of our sinful nature and our sins. The wages of sin is death. We will die physically. You know that. You've already been to one or two funerals. You've seen the hearses going down the road. You've been by cemeteries, funeral homes. And one day you're going to end up there. You're going to be dead. Your body will be buried, but your soul will go immediately to hell if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. So do that tonight, my dear friend, or hell awaits you, and a life of woke hellaciousness will be a part of your life on this earth. Do not gamble with your soul. The Bible says it is appointed on the man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Humble yourself and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Pray and ask him to save you. I will help you with the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. 
For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe in my heart that your son Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please, I invite you into my heart. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to change and to follow you in the newness of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sins and rising again. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, your name I pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you truly believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and only God and you know that, only Christ and you know that, and uh, you pray that prayer in sincerity, and you meant it, According to the words of Jesus Christ that I shared with you earlier, according to the word of God, you are now saved by the grace of God, not because of anything you have done, but by the mercy, love, and grace of God. And to grow in the faith, I want you to go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It will give you the next steps that you need to take uh, so that you can become the Christian disciple that God wants you to come, become. And also, not only that, please email us with the email that's on your platform where you are and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. Let us know how we can pray for you. If you have uh, an urgent prayer request, send that in so that we can pray for you. And we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. In other words, we'll keep you on the list and we'll pray for you. And uh, very few people, in fact, we've never had anybody to tell us to take the, their name off the list. Uh, and so we'll be glad to pray for you. Also, please go to Gospel Light Society podcast in Google and start, listen, start listening to thousands, the thousands of podcasts that will help you grow probably faster than anything else we have to help you. And uh, deal, we deal with uh, almost 50 different subjects and they will, they're all designed to build your faith as a Christian and to help you lead your fa family to the Lord. Mm -hmm. 